podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How you doing, Andy? Are you well? I'm all right. Watched Dundee United lose at home to Airdrie 2-0 last night. That was not a good use of my time. It's obviously not well then. <laughs> but <laughs> apart from that, things are okay. Well, I mean, that's not too bad. Some, some short results last night in the Scottish Championship. Um, Queen's Park winning 6-0. At oh, scoring six Dublin. goals at home. Yeah, that must Interesting. be Interesting. Whereas, you know, Dundee United's on paper, Bookie's favourites to win easily. N- no goals against Airdrie. Barely a shot. Like, Jim Goodwin, seriously? What is he doing? I mean, the, the fans are losing confidence quickly in him. Um, now, there was, there's always been a dissenting section of the fans. But I would say they are now in the majority, having been very small percentile at the beginning of the season. Um, the, the, the performances for weeks have been poor. But anyway, enough of enough of Dundee United and they're still top of the league albeit on goal difference I mean it's it's still but it's still yeah. top of the league there you know that's that's and it, this is not the Dode Fox podcast so we can't oh, just talk about what? Dundee United for the whole time so um, but no, yeah we're not we're not we're not going to do that you asked how I was and the Dundee United result is a good indicator of how I'm going to be on a week by week basis so I've yeah. been better but um, the show last week was good for, yeah, yeah. For you, we'll, we'll run through uh, just the two of us this week, folks. Usually, we do have a third guest, but we're about to embark on the Dave Greenfield era because it's around the Cheltenham Festival. So you can look mm-hmm. forward to Dave joining us next week, um, and then the week of the Cheltenham Festival itself. But for this week, just myself and Gordo. But we shall recap last week's show uh, where we had our American friend Joy Slanzak on, and we'll let you know how we got on. So, Banker Bets, last week started pretty good for me. It was the Friday night game in the German Bundesliga. I took a Leverkusen home win against Mainz, and they took the lead early. They were pegged back within the first half, but they got their winning goal around the hour mark, and they saw the game out for a 2-1 win. So, a Banker victory for me at odds of 2-9. I followed you into the win column in Bankers, uh, playing, I'd taken Man City away at Bournemouth. They won 1-0. And it's always like, oh, they were actually, you know, one nil's not that, uh, that confident result. It's Man City, like they, they play the most least interesting style of football for grinding out one nil wins. As soon as they're up one nil, there's no even point watching the, the rest of the thing. I mean, I mean, did they not win six two in the in the cup last night? Did Haaland yeah, not cup. score five? He did, and that, but that's not away results in the league. Which is just a very different thing. It's like playing Brentford. Oh, they got one now. They're going to win this game now. But yeah, they were a huge price to do that. Like they, they kicked off. Just check. Four nine. Yeah, four nine. Like really good price. Four, yeah, four nine for that's rude. I would say. Um, final pick then was from Joey. Uh, he had taken both teams to score in Wellington Phoenix versus Perth Glory. Uh, it was now now. Um, just didn't come together for them. It, two teams that I'd been buying them in. Uh, recently. And I, you know, I really liked his Wellington pick two weeks ago when they were playing. Can't remember who they were playing away from home, but yeah, it, it happens sometimes. Uh, no goals in this one. 
Two out of three on bankers. Two out of three. On to the value picks then. And the Japanese J-League was where I was at. I love the J-League. This was game week one of the 2024 season. And I like the fact that you were getting close to even money, 19 to 20 on Kawasaki Frontel, away at Shonen Belmere. And Kawasaki did the business, won the game 2-1. Um, Shonen grabbed the lead within the first 10 minutes. Kawasaki leveled 10 minutes later. And then they got their winner at the beginning of the second half and a good start to the season for Kawasaki and another value pick in for me. Yeah, my value was the only one that didn't win for me and it was probably the pick I was most confident about. This was Atletico Madrid against Almeria. Uh, Atletico Madrid took the lead twice in this game. Uh, 1-0 and up 2-1. Peg back to two each. Almeria took their eighth point of the season against Atletico Madrid, but they've actually drawn their last three games. So... They play against Celta Vigo on Friday night and I, I will not be involved in any part of the game, but I will be interested in the final score. Just as a point of like, is, is this, are Almeria going to start like making a legitimate chance that they don't get relegated? Because it's a, I mean, they are 15 or 16 points adrift at the bottom. Marooned. Yes. Marooned. Marooned. Um, which takes us on to Joey's value pick. Uh, speaking of Marooned, uh, he uh, he backed the boys in Maroon to get a goal against Rangers and Rangers to get against a boy a goal against the boys in Maroon. So this was Rangers Hearts. Um, Rangers won this game five 0 I do you know Hearts had five hard. shots on target, but yeah. I never saw the I never saw the game, so I don't know how good those shots were. Um, but yeah, it, it, it didn't come good this time. Rangers really putting a marker down, considering Celtic are, are stalling a little bit in the league. Yeah, they just came out and absolutely crushed Hearts, who were the informed team in the division. So, not to be. Yeah, um, outsiders. Was, yeah. No, I don't have to, I no you're going, go ahead. Let's let's. Do, I was just going to say. Um, I, I think Joey was actually unfortunate in there to find a game that had five goals in it, and all of them came for one team. Like, yeah. As a man who loves games with goals in it, it's it's disappointing for him. Outsiders then, and I was looking for goals in this one, in the opening match of the new J-League season between Hiroshima and Urawa. I took over three and a half goals at 10-3. to um, I just think both teams have, have strengthened over the off-season when it comes to attack, and they'll be looking to score a lot more goals each than last year. We did not get over three and a half goals. We got two goals as Hiroshima ran out 2-0 winners. There were millions of chances in this game. Hiroshima had 27 shots. Urua had 17. That's 44 shots. And of those shots, 11 shots on target for Hiroshima and 4 for Urua. 15 shots on target, but only the two goals. So I'm feeling pretty unlucky with this one. Even more so when you consider Hiroshima missed a penalty at the start of the second half as well. So there could have been thousands of goals, but we only, we only got the two. But hey, it was 10 to 3. It was an outsider. Um, I feel I was on the right side of that. I've no critique for picking outsiders. I just have made my points very, very clear about the involvement of the Urawa Red Diamonds and this podcast. Uh, but yeah, when I looked at the, the, the shots, I was like, even a 10% conversion ratio of shots would have got you comfortably over like your marker you were looking for. But yeah, Mad. I, I got up. I got up at 6am and watched the game. 
And it was it was a good, actually, it was a good it was a good game people, of football to watch. For people um who perhaps are newer to the podcast or, or would maybe don't know Andy as well, what would would you say six AM's your least favourite time of the day? Totally. Like, is there a worse time for you to be awakened at? I don't know. Like, oh, if it's the start of the day, maybe. But if it's the end of the day, 6 a.m. is fine. Yeah, 6 a.m. fine. But I, I'm, I'm awakened at is my question. Depends what, it, dep- it depends what to do. To watch J-League football, it's all right. Yeah, but it was credit to you for getting up then because I know you fucking hate it. Um, so Andy was looking for goals. I was not, and I didn't get them, which was great. Uh, this was Brescia versus Reggiana. Uh, Two to one, back to draw, nil nil. Nothing happened. Great. Next. Um Club Bluish versus Anderlecht. Joey's outsider. The only pick of the week where I I feel he was actually like just bar and out as opposed to hosting in, as opposed to anything with Joey. He was so close with this. This was Club Bruges versus Anderlecht. Club Bruges took the lead early. Anderlecht had Two goals chopped off, um, then scored, and we're like, "Oh, I hope they don't chop this one off." Uh, and then scored again. So we're like, "Can you chop that one off, please?" Because we we scored did this the stoppage time. Yeah, yeah Joey's looking for the stop. draw, and they score in the ninety-first minute and get a two-one win. Just unlucky. It's a shame because two out of three on the outsiders is always really good. If you hit two yeah. out of three, um, and you've put a trick sale on like I normally do, you get really good returns. So, well done in yours. You're always good for finding a nil-nil. And really unlucky, Joey. Yeah. Charity picks then. So ten pounds of our own money every week and a pick from each of the each of the hosts. Mine was on the Yokohama F Marinos to win away at Tokyo Verde. And they did. And that's all you need to know, because the game was at five AM on Sunday morning. So I was waking up and just seeing the alert that this bet had come in. When I looked into it in a wee bit more detail and watched the highlights, Tokyo took the lead in the eighth minute. And the F Marinos scored in the 90th and 94th. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty one. impressive. It's what they do. Like, that, like, they just never give up. They'll be, you know, they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season when it comes to challenging for the title. And one of the reasons for that is they do this in games. So, another charity winner for me. And a, and a three out of four week with just the outsider missing from my, my card. So, pretty happy with that. Friday, half past six. Aldi time. Uh, this is uh, Red Star versus Le Mans. Um, and I fancied a Red Star home win. They did. They won 4-1. Didn't start it very well, though, by uh, going down 1-0. Um, but they did watch what I think is the best time to score if you are down 1-0 in the first half, which is 45 plus 2. Yeah. They went in with the old demoralizer right in there. Made a load of subs. Scored in the 60th minute. Scored in the 70th minute. Scored in the 73rd minute. Ran out 4-1 winners against a very good Le Mans team. Um, best away record in the league and a team maybe to... They're playing away from home this weekend. I'm not taking them in the podcast, but they are... They're super good away from home, basically. They, it, it just... It's the way they roll. But So we were 2 out of 3 on the charities um, with, with Mr. Slenzak to go. Not to be for him this week. He did find both teams to score, but he had coupled it with over 2.5 goals. This was Blackburn versus Norwich, um, a one-each draw. So, again, close to what he was looking for, but not quite there. Um, Disappointing for him. Uh, A disappointing week for Joey, uh, which isn't why he's not here, 
Like it's just he's just he's just not here because he's in the states and we had to record at a weird time this week, and uh, yeah. So I mean, cheers again to Joey for doing his couple of weeks. He had a ridiculous first. He had two four weeks. out of four. He had four out of four last week and zero yeah. out of four this week. So you know, yeah. them's them's the natural variance of sports betting. It's a hard gig. It's that. It's a hard gig. But three out of four for yourself and three out of four for me this week. So bit of form coming into. What will be eight picks this week for the main show? The Ochador. Yes. Yeah. The the small mega coupon. The kilo coupon. Small mega's better. Small mega's funnier. Small mega. The mega coupon. Excellent. That's don't sounds... think we can call it the mega, mate. No, I don't think we should I think call it. Small mega was better. Yeah, let's, let's stick to that. Let's stick to that. Cool. So we're about to head to our ad break, but those of you that listened before will know we have a Patreon channel. But instead of the ad break, you get a small middle section where myself and Gordo talk about picks we liked for the weekend that didn't make the show or picks that we like in other sports that isn't football. Um, if you are a member of the Trample Bet Club on Patreon, you also get this podcast as a video podcast and you get all the picks written down in a handy cheat sheet format so you don't need to try and remember or take notes on the picks that you like from the show for your weekend's coupons. You also get all the extra content that we produce around major sporting events and the first one of the year is coming up and that's the Cheltenham Festival which runs from March 12th to March 15th. The biggest show in town when it comes to National Hunt horse racing. Um, I cannot wait for it. Uh, we We produce all sorts of extra content for that. So if you've ever thought, oh, I might see what the Trample Bet Club's like on Patreon, this is the month to do it. March is the month to do it. I mean, and you'll be there. I will be at the Cheltenham Festival. That's that's the exciting part. Um, So perhaps we'll get live updates from Tattersalls. Um, I'm assuming you're Tattersalling at some point. I am on the Wednesday. I think I'm in the best mate on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, On the the other side of the the finish line. If anyone's there, drop drop the podcast and message as well. Yeah. Drop us a note on Facebook. If anyone wants to be there and hasn't bought tickets yet, uh, I've got two extra ones, so I'll pass them on at cost price or less. That's there just you go. the trample bet value right there. Trample bet value, there you go. Do you want a discount on some tickets? I can help you. Uh, brilliant. Okay, so we will be back after this short break. Patrons, we'll see you for the middle section, and then in the second half of the show, we'll do the picks for the weekend there. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. Just the two of us this week, so there will be eight picks in total. Banker pick from each of us, value pick from each of us, couple of outsiders, and then a charity double this week, Gordo. There is um, a little charity double. I mean, £10 of our own money on a pick from each of us combined as a double and all the proceeds to charity should it come in. Okay, let's start with those banker bets. So this is, we've looked at the card across the world. This is the pick we like the most with reasonable odds that we think is certainly going to come in if you had to pick one banker. So for me, Saturday, 6 a.m. in the top flight of Japanese football, the J1 League for the Kashima Antlers versus Serezo Osaka. Great start to the 2024 season for the Kashima Antlers. 3-0 away from home. 
win against Nagoya Grampus. And that's a Nagoya Grampus team. They've been tipped to have a very good season. And the Antlers just went out there and murdered them. Uh, absolutely outclassed them when it came to creating opportunities as well. Um, many more opportunities, many more XG, just very impressive performance. Sorezo Osaka managed a 2-2 home draw with a very average FC. Twice went ahead, twice relinquished the lead. Um, Sorezo underperformed last year. They finished ninth. Um, and for context, they're 33-1 for this year's title. Kashima are 7-1. to one. So on paper, Kashima are the better team. They're expected to do better. They're the home side in this fixture. I think they'll win this game pretty comfortably. They're 23-20 to win this match, which I think is a real chance. So a draw or home win in the Kashima Antlers versus Sorezo Zaka fixture on Saturday morning. There you go. Kashima or draw? Kashima or draw? Uh... Okie dokie, I'll take us to Germany. Um, oh, and I'll say that's uh, sorry, that's sorry, that's odds of two to seven. I didn't, I didn't yeah, say I, that. I, I didn't, I didn't know if you were just maybe the odds hadn't been put up yet or something. I didn't want to pull you on it, but like, yeah. Uh, no, they're up. It's, t- it's two to seven. Two to seven. Well, I'll take you to a two to nine pick here. Uh, so this is Union Berlin versus Borussia Dortmund, and I am backing this game to have over a one point five total goals in it. Um. It's just a game that has landed a load of goals in the past. They've played each other nine times back to 2016 when Union Berlin were kind of, I think, I don't even know if it was DFB Polkow or it's like club friendlies in there. DFB Polkow in 2016. Um, there has never been a game that, that that didn't contain over a goal and a half in it. Like there's always been two goals in this fixture. Um, Dortmund as well. Like if you look at their last five games, three-two loss to Hoffenheim, a one-each draw with PSV, a one-each draw with Wolfsburg, a three-nil win against Freiburg. They did have nil-nil against Heidenheim, but they did have three-one prior against Bochum, four-nil against Cologne, three-nil against Darmstadt. Um, a Union Berlin team that drew two each with Heidenheim last week. Um, they've actually had a bit of a turnaround in their season. Union were like looking like seriously they were going to get yeah, relegated. Yeah. Um but they've taken a load of points recently and they have been keeping it tight in those games. However, this is a Dortmund team that just seemed to elicit a, an interesting performance out of each game that they play against Union Berlin and I, I don't see that being very different here. I looked at this being a goal in the first half, which has happened in quite a lot of their games as well, but that was 1-3 to three and I thought I'd rather if it's a 2-0 or a one each or something in the second half. I'd, ra- I'd rather have a certainty for lower odds. So two to nine for this game. Okie doke. So there's the banker picks for this week. It is a Kashima Antlers win or draw. So the double chance on Kashima Antlers against Serezo Osaka. And over 1.5 goals in Union Berlin versus Borussia Dortmund. Now they are bankers, so they're low odds. So if you combine them, you get 0.57 to one. Let's so, let's combine eight. those bankers and values. That's that's generally how we bite them all together, isn't it? Yeah, that's normally how I do the eightfold. If I'm doing combination bets, I'll go with fourfold bankers and values. Or if you like getting fancy with your coupons on Bet three six five, you can click the B box, the banker box next to a pick, and it combines okay. them. All right, okay. So it, it would basically mean you had every bet you had was combined with them. You had two bets on. 
you had those two bankers and value and one value, those two bankers and the other value. All right, yeah, yeah. I see. So you, you're combining the bankers into one, one bet, pick, basically. Yeah. yeah. So you could you you could absolutely do that. Uh, that might be that might be a way to do it. Anyway, on to the value picks. The prices are a wee bit bigger here. We try and find something around even money that we really like the look of um, and think has a has a very good chance of coming in better than that 50% chance or, or whatever the odds uh, say the expected value is. For mine, same time as the first game, Saturday, 6am, Japanese top flight, the J1 League for FC Tokyo against San Freshi Hiroshima. Hiroshima were 4-1 to one joint favourites to win the league. Um, so we're only one game in. But just for context, they're they're one of the favourites. Um, the other being last season's champions, Vissel Kobe. And they got their season off to an absolute flyer with an excellent 2-0 win against last year's fourth-placed Urua Red Diamonds. It was a great game. Mentioned it already. I, w- I watched it all. Hiroshima had 27 shots, 11 of them on target. Their defence was rock solid last year. Um, so they've started with a clean sheet. And it's great to see them improving in attack. Uh, they've added Yuki Ohashi. He, um, so he was the league's seventh highest scorer when he played for Shonen Belmere last year. He slotted straight into that Hiroshima team and he had a brilliant debut scoring both of Hiroshima's goals. Took them really well. Tokyo, they're a mediocre side this year. The opening result of a two-each draw with Sarezo Osaka is fine. It's pretty much their level. Uh, I expect both those teams to be mid-table come the end of the year. So again, for comparison, because we're only one game in, Hiroshima 4-1 to win the league. Tokyo 50-1. to Better than evens for Hiroshima here. Looks a really good bet. So 23-20 to for a Hiroshima win away at Tokyo. Sure. Um, I will be in Italy for mine, the Sierra B. So this is a one o'clock kickoff on Saturday for Sudtirol versus Lecco. And I'll be taking Sudtirol at home at 12 to 11 on bet 365 here um, mostly a bet against Lecco they've taken 21 points from 27 games they're bottom of the league joint bottom with Feralpi Salo uh, they're, they're bottom with having te- conceded 10 more goals than the people they're tied on points with um, they just keep fucking shelled which is so unusual in this league like this is a league that I go to for draws constantly and really low scoring draws like it's like you know if, if, if I'm losing a draw it's 1-0 but they're just yeah. like, this is their last, right? So they've lost, out in their last eight games, they've lost seven. Uh, and they've had one draw with Ternana in there that was nil-nil. So you can give you a flavour of some of the games they played. Midweek, they lost to Como at home. So uh, Leco were at home to Como, 3-0. They lost to Casenza at home, 3-1. They lost to Barry at home, 3-1. They lost to Cremonese, 1-0. They lost to Feralpi Salo. The team who are like, Joint bottom with them 5-1. Uh, lost to Pisa 3-1. Lost to Canza- Cantizano um, 5-3. These aren't results that are... This is like Dutch second division results. Like getting shelled that poorly. Not not in here. So uh, they've just been really poor. Uh, Suterol's away for No, what's going on? I know. Um, Suterol's results... Um, at home haven't been amazing. They beat Barry last week 1-0. Uh, they beat Feralpi Salo in there 1-0. They lost to Casenza. They lost to Verizia. Their overall results in their last five, they'd only lost one game. They played most on the road. Drawing with Reggiana. Um, uh, drawing with Canz- um, Catanzaro. Um, and beating Ascoli away from home. They're just kind of a better team. 
uh, the bookies are giving you even money because the last win that Lecco got was the reverse of this fixture where they won 2-1 where they were down 1-0. Now, that shouldn't put you off this because much as Andy was talking earlier on about um, the Asvika Fukuoka making it incredibly difficult to beat them at home, that's what Sudtirol did last year and they very nearly get promoted on the back of it. They went out to that, the, the playoff where you have to play against like um, Cagliari, the, the, the third and fourth one. So, um, yeah, good. I think it'll be a good result for Sudtirol and you're getting them over even money, 12 to 11. Love it. I have a question. You might not know sure. the answer. Leco looks very much like Lecce, apart yes. from an O instead of an E. Do you know if it's pronounced Leco or should it be Lecho? Um, I don't know, actually. I've never had to go and listen to the pronunciation of Leco because it didn't... Yeah, who's backing them, ever? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a team that most people are involved with, but Lecce, just, you know, because they've been involved in the show, I know, but for next week, I'll be back with the correct pronunciation of Leco or Lecho, if they are. Brilliant. Yep. You know, if any of our listeners know, feel free to put it in the Facebook group. You know, yeah. we always like to be corrected on uh, on pronunciation. So that means the value picks this week, a win and a way win for Sanfreshi Hiroshima, uh, FC Tokyo odds of 23 to 20. And a win for Sudtirol at home to Leco at odds of 21 to 20. So both better than even money. And if you fancied combining them in with the values, uh, with the bankers like Gordon suggested, 5.92 to 1 for that fourfold on Bet365. Okay, on to the outsiders. And this is a section where we try and find something the bookies have priced up as an underdog, but we really like the look of. And we've been historically very good at finding outsiders. Uh, Gordon, of course, hitting his last week, a lovely 2-1 draw. Um, for my outsider this week, English Premier League, Saturday, good traditional UK kickoff time this, Saturday at 3pm, for Newcastle against Wolves. These teams are right next to each other in the table, separated by one point. Newcastle in 10th, Wolves in 9th. They're also separated by one point in the five-game form table. Wolves taking nine points from the last five matches. Newcastle, eight. Now, very similar, Gordo, to something you pointed out in the midsection in another game. The last nine meetings of these sides have been a draw or there's only been one goal in it either way. So I expect this, the 10th one, to be another close match. When looking at the home away splits, Wolves are unbeaten in their last six away games. They've won their last three of them. They beat West Brom, then they beat Chelsea, and most recently, they've beaten Tottenham. So these Chelsea, Tottenham, they're good teams. Um, Newcastle haven't won at home in their last four games. Lost in Nottingham Forest and Man City. And then they've drawn with Luton and Bournemouth. And I think it's fair to say Luton and Bournemouth, probably not as difficult fixtures as Chelsea and Tottenham. So I think this is a great spot for Wolves and for an away win. And the odds are definitely big enough for me to back them. It's 13 to 5. So closer to three to one than it is two to one. You Dave love Wolves, man. Just Wolves. Always, I'm, I'm on it. I, I, in honor playing, of Dave Greenfield. I can't believe they're not playing Brentford again. Is that not scheduled again? Are they not playing Brentford for a ninth time this season? Um, no, I think I think it's a I think it's a decent pick in there. I don't. I, I mean, I don't agree with the fact you're like Chelsea and uh, Tottenham are harder games than uh, Luton and Bournemouth at the moment because away at I, Chelsea and away at Tottenham is harder than at home to Luton. 
and at home to Bournemouth. It is. I was more meaning as opposed to where the fixtures were located. Just the fact that, like, if you asked, if you asked me who I'd be more comfortable playing as a Liverpool fan, I'd much prefer to play against um, Tottenham and Chelsea at the moment than Luton. Like, you just seem to be able to like get goals against teams, and and although City tore them apart last night, they still scored two. Like against Man yeah. City, that's still quite impressive. Um, but yeah, so Wolves in there, great shout. Um, would you like another one? Let's get involved in some Sierra B. Uh, draw. Tradi- a traditional Sierra B results. None of this Como versus, uh, sorry, none of this uh, Leco versus Suterol nonsense where I'm expecting lots of goals for the home team. This is Ascoli versus Reggiana and I'm backing this game as a draw. Um, back in this game as a draw for a load of reasons. Start with Ascoli. They've drawn four out of their last five games with their only blip being a 2-1 loss to Suterol away from home. As discussed, Suterol uh, that game is within one goal. Reggiana's away form. Played five away games, won two, drawn three. Uh, their two games that they won was a 3-2 win against Sud Tirol. Love, both teams love being involved with this fixture. And a 2-0 win away at Barry, where Barry the man sent off. Um, the fixtures played between these teams, they've played five fixtures since 2015. Three of these have been draws, with two of them one being a Reggiana win and one being an Ascoli win, both by one goal. Um, it is two to one for a draw in this game. I am wholly expectant of this game being nil-nil. Like, it, it just seems like if you offered both teams it now, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, don't bother. We'll just see you next week when one of us has to play like a relegation fodder team. Um, like both of them, and if you look at the, the form, five points from the last five, four points from the last five, all of them fucking draws. Um, yeah, it's just a game that looks like it feels like a draw. Uh, so yes, I'll be t- I'll be taking this to draw two to one. You're great. You're great at finding them. So love it. Love the shout. So the outsiders this week, an away win for Wolverhampton Wanderers at Newcastle United is thirteen to five, and a draw between Ascoli and Reggiana is two to one. If you fancied combining them together, you get just shy of ten to one. Nine point eight to one. Bet 365, and then you get a two and a half percent boost because you know there are leagues that offer that. So. Nice, pretty much, pretty much 10 and 1. Right, Gordo, we have charity business to attend to. Yes, I believe we do, but it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a little, little double this week. Aye, you're not gonna hit the B button, put the bankers in there with it as well. Just uh, we could do. No, oh, I don't. That, that that's recipe for like. Dortmund getting a goal chopped off in the 95th minute and it causing like every single coupon we have to lose in, in, a, in a singular motion. So let's keep the charity fair. Let's keep that. I've got if I'll back it again this week. Um, you don't have to take it this week because I'd really like to give it to a charity um, that, that's uh, one of my friends is involved with just now uh, just for pancreatic cancer. So if I'll back Great. it again this week and if we, if we can get a winner, that would be fab. So what okay. are you providing the podcast this week charity wise? Very early start for me, Saturday, 4am in the top flight of Japan. We're getting some J-League action. Uh, Vissel Kobe versus Kashiwa Rezol. So it's last year's title winners, Vissel Kobe. Um, and they've, they've started the 2024 campaign well. They got off to a winning start. They beat Jubilo Iwata 2-0 away from home. Incredibly comfortably. Absolutely bossed the game. Um, Kashiwa had a less than impressive 1-1 draw with Kyoto Sanga which I actually predicted on the midsection of last week 
that right. uh, Kashiwa are not not the team that people think they are anymore in Kyoto Sanga are actually pretty well organised. Um, so they were odds on favourites and, and they drew 1-1. Um, so yeah, I don't expect Kashiwa to be as good as anyone thinks they are. Uh, and, and that's now reflected in the price overall. So Kobe are 72 to win this year's J-League now. They're heavy, heavy favourites. Kashiwa are priced a massive 66 to 1. And there's just a huge discrepancy here in terms of quality. Um, the fact the price for a home win is anywhere near even money is a steal. Four to five for a Kobe win. Brilliant. It's the best pick of my week. And it's oh in the God. charity slot. Oh, I hate when that, putting that in there. It's just such a death nail for the, the thing here. But uh, There okay, you go. Best of Kobe. I'll take... I mean, we're both actually went for quite high-priced charities this week. Um, I am in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, a good 3pm UK kickoff Saturday um, this is St Mirren versus Aberdeen and I will be taking St Mirren at home at 8-5 to 8-5 ridiculous so let's talk about St Mirren at home uh, St Mirren are this year's Aberdeen and Aberdeen are this year's St Mirren they've swapped places Aberdeen are generally like in 5th and you know but just, just underneath uh, the old firm and jostling with Hibs and Hearts at the top of the towards the top of the table. Um, St. Mirren generally fighting it out for seventh or eighth in this place. A bit disingenuous to St. Mirren. They've been a bit better recently since they moved from Love, Love Street to the Smisa, I believe it's now. The St. Mirren, can't, I don't know what the SMISA stands for, but um, yeah, so St. Mirren on fifth, 39 points from 28 games, right behind Kelly uh, on 40 points. They're a point behind fourth. Aberdeen sit eighth. 27 points from 26 games, so 12 points behind St Mirren. Um, and St Mirren can can talk about their home form with some confidence. Beat St Johnson 2-0 last week. Losing to Celtic 2-0. Not, not too much of a, a, a discrepancy there. Beating Dundee, who are up towards there with them. Losing to Rangers 1-0. Again, they probably win the league this year. Not really that that much of a, a, a grief in there. Um, they play against an Aberdeen team that's lost three on the spin away from home against Kelly, Hearts and Rangers. Now, if you heard what I said about Kelly and Hearts, they're the teams that are right beside them in the league here. And they lost all of those games to, well, they lost all those games to Hearts and to Kelly 2-0. Um, so they're really struggling against teams towards them in the league. Um, since Neil Warnock comes in, they haven't been great. They've been drawing a lot of games at, at home. Uh, they drew against Hibs uh, just the week past there, three each. Um, St Mirren's form against Aberdeen when they play them at home for them has been really good. Uh, they've drawn two and won three out of the last five games they've played at home against Aberdeen. Aberdeen haven't taken a point off them at home um, since the end of 2020. So that actually that, that, that run actually stretches back seven games without a loss against Aberdeen. I think a high-flying St Mirren team playing against an Aberdeen team that could really be doing with playing against Ross County this week uh, is is a good time to be taking them. So you get them 75, 8 to 5, depending on the bookie. Um, and I think that rounds out quite a good charity pick. Yeah, so charity picks this week then. A win for a home win for Vissel Kobe against Kashiba Rezal in the Japanese J-League. And a home win for St Mirren against Aberdeen in the Scottish Premiership. At bet 365 right now, that £10 would turn into £44 and £3. That's pretty and good. We've had, we've had three yeah. charity picks that have been around those numbers 
Yeah. So hopefully that comes in and we can announce money uh, for your uh, pancreatic cancer charity on next week's show. Yes. If you did fancy the small mega. Yep. The, eight, the eightfold. Um, yeah. It's not. It's obviously not the not the biggest mega we've ever had. It's one of the smaller ones, hence the small mega, three hundred and twenty-two to one. So oh, five for the ocho, for the ocho, five would turn into sixteen hundred quid and and some change. Hey, that's a that's not a bad little mark that there. I can see us. I, I feel like we've eightfolded quite a lot, like yeah. between three hosts. Like yeah, we've, we just, we've, yeah, we just need to we just need to make sure that all of them are correct this week. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm relatively confident in there with 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 the picks I've brought. I even really like. I might even make a mega out of some of our midsection picks because midsection a, a banker value and outsider in there for the patrons anyway. Um, and I might post that. Uh, I'll might post show. that in the Patreon. Just 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 some of your picks in there, some of mine in there. I know we brought quite a lot to the midsection, and uh, be absolutely raging when we go eight out of eight. Uh, and I, I've, I've I've included a whole bunch of middle picks in there, um, but yeah, good show, Andy. Yeah, thank you very much for your time, Gordon. Obviously, has made reference to the midsection. That's part of one of the benefits of being a member of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon. Just go to tramplebet.com. Uh, all the links are there. So with the Patreon, it's six pounds a month. It gives something back to the show. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that subscribes already. Uh, but you get this podcast as a video podcast early early release with all the mistakes uh, it's, yep. it's unedited it's, it's raw footage um, so you get that you get all the picks written down in the cheat sheet so you don't have to remember any of them and you also get all the extra content stuff so that's the midsection each week and also special shows um, when it comes to other sports and we've got the Cheltenham Festival coming up in two weeks time and that is our busiest week of the year so if you've ever thought of joining the Patreon now is the time to do it. We also have a Facebook group. That's just free to join. Come and be part of that. Get involved. Ask questions. Tell us what you like for the weekend and get involved in the chat there with about 300 other listeners. So it's always good fun in the Facebook group. That's it, G. Anything to add before we wrap up this week's edition of this fine podcast? You will have seen Chris Kelly's uh, post this morning on the podcast group about everything to do with the Oscars and betting around that. So just a bit the of a plug for the, for, the, for the podcast group there. Kelly has done a post that is mental in length, uh, just, you know, huge detail about what, who potentially to back in the Oscars market there. Seen Mr. Uh, Greenfield was also uh, involved in, in backing some MLS shouts, the Vancouver Whitecaps at 50 to 1, he thinks, for the uh, for the MLS here. Uh, and top goal scorers from Louis Muriel and Emil Forsberg at 33s and 66 to 1s, respective. Um, and yeah, and, and, and Gary saying that uh, the Barton were going to get beat and then they won. So, sorry Gary, but, you know, I'm glad that you got a win in there for, for Dumbarton. It uh, won't be too... Yeah, he'll be happy. He'll, he'll be happy enough that. with the win. I mean, I backed Strinrar against him. Um, I backed him in the double chance, but uh, unlucky, Gary. But yeah, so lots going on in the Facebook group. Come join us. Come see us. Superb. Right, Gordon, thank you very much. And thank you to everyone for listening. As always, we shall see you next week. Good luck this weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports
Social Podcast Network.